Blog Talk Radio.
JesusInTheMorningRadio.com. In Genesis, Jesus Christ is the seed of the woman. In Exodus, he is the Passover lamb. In Leviticus, he is our high priest. In Numbers, he is the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. In Deuteronomy, he is the prophet like unto Moses. In Joshua, he is the captain of our salvation. In Judges, he is our judge and lawgiver. In Ruth, he is our kinsman redeemer. In First and Second Samuel, he is our trusted prophet. In Kings and Chronicles, he is our reigning king. In Ezra, he is the rebuilder of the broken down walls of human life. In Esther, he is our Mordecai. In Job, he is our ever-living redeemer. In Psalms, he is our shepherd. In Proverbs and Ecclesiastes, he is our wisdom. In Song of Solomon, he is our loving bridegroom. In Isaiah, he is the prince of peace. Jeremiah, he is our righteous branch. In Lamentations, he is our weeping prophet. In Ezekiel, he is the wonderful four-faced man. In Daniel, he is the fourth man in life's fiery furnace. In Hosea, he is the faithful husband, forever married to the backslider. In Joel, he is the baptizer with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Amos, he is our burden bearer. In Obadiah, he is mighty to save. In Jonah, he is our great foreign missionary. In Micah, he is the messenger of beautiful feet. In Nahum, he is the avenger of God's elect. In Habakkuk, he is God's evangelist crying, Revive thy works in the midst of the years. Zephaniah, he is our savior. In Haggai, he is the restorer of God's lost heritage. In Zechariah, he is the fountain opened up at the house of David for sin and uncleanliness. And in Malachi, he is the son of righteousness, rising with healing in his wings. In Matthew, he is the king of the Jews. In Mark, he is the servant. In Luke, he is the son of man, feeling what you feel. In John, he is the son of God. In Acts, he is the savior of the world. In Romans, he is the righteousness. God. In 1 Corinthians, he is the rock, solid as your In 2 Corinthians, he is the triumphant one, giving victory. In Galatians, he is your liberty. He set you free. In Ephesians, he is the head of the church. In Philippians, he is your joy. In Colossians, he is your completeness. In 1 and 2 Thessalonians, he is your hope. In 1 Timothy, he is your faith. In 2 Timothy, he is your stability. In Philemon, he is your benefactor. In Titus, he is truth. In Hebrews, he is your perfection. In James, he is the power behind your faith. In 1 Peter, he is your example. In 2 Peter, he is your purity. In 1 John, he is your life. In 2 John, he is your pattern. In 3 John, he is your motivation. In Jude, he is the foundation of your faith. In Revelation, he is your coming king. He is the first and the last, beginning and the end. He is the keeper of creation, the creator of all. He's the architect of the universe and the manager of all time. He always was, he always is, and he always will be. Unmoved, unchanged, undefeated, and never undone. He was bruised and brought healing. He was pierced and he's pain. He was persecuted and brought freedom. He was dead and brought life. He is risen and brings power. He reigns and brings peace. The world can't understand him. The armies can't defeat him. Schools can't explain him and the leaders can't ignore him. Hair couldn't kill him. Pharisees couldn't confuse him, the people couldn't hold him, Nero couldn't crush him, Hitler couldn't silence him, the New Age can't replace him, and Oprah can't explain him away. He is life, 
2023, five months and 18 days into this new year. God is yet moving for us. And so we're thankful. I was looking um, at some things today because it just appeared to me the world is just weird these days, just really weird. And I saw a thing where they got a shortage of medication. Yeah, people got to have meds and they short on them. They rationing out medication. So we want to pay attention because in a minute they'll be uh, limited on food. Yeah, so if you could stock up, get what you need, dry beans, rice, grits, whatever you can eat that's dry that you can make that'll last a while. That's what you want to try and get a hold of because, yeah, famine coming uh, to America. So we need to pray and trust God that he's going to supply uh, for us and provide for us, his people. Yeah, so we're thankful. We're thankful. And uh, we're moving right along this morning. We're going to prayer. And uh, when we come out of prayer, we're coming uh, back with our scripture of the day, Exodus chapter 10. And I just want to share a little bit uh, because in verse 1 and 2 and uh, how it all got started and everything, uh, it gave us a lineage, uh, the lineage of the children of Israel in, in verse 1 and the 12 tribes. So let me go back there because I, I want to be a blessing if I can. We're going back. Okay, let's go back to one, Barbara. All right, now. Okay, yeah. The 12 tribes, Reuben, Simon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Zebulon, then Dan, Nephtali, Gad, and Asher. So, and all the souls that came out, these are the people that came out uh, of the loins of Jacob. And it was 70 souls, but, but Joseph was in Egypt already, remember? He sent, I don't know if you remember the story of Joseph, but they sold him into slavery, and he became uh, next to the king over Israel went back and got his family and brought them. Now, what's happening now is that king, he's, he's going to die. And Joseph is going to die. So they don't know about Joseph, nor his family. A new king came in. So he don't know about Joseph and his family. And the children of Israel, they, they was real fruitful and multiplying. They was having children really, really quick. Really, really fast. Oh boy. And uh, this king saw this and, you know, it came to his attention and he was like, no, 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 we got to stop this. We have got to stop this because they are going to outgrow us. And when our enemies come in to fight us, they will join with our enemies against us. So they figure put them in bondage, make them work for us, make them slaves, put fear in. And this way, we won't have no problem with them. Yeah. And so that's what took place. And the king, if we remember, told the midwives, look here. Uh, when the Hebrew women get ready to deliver their children, what I want you to do is if it's a boy, kill it. If it's a girl, she can live. 
But now, these were Hebrew women, midwives, Hebrew women that were delivering the Hebrew babies. They feared God, so they wouldn't do it. Uh-huh. So they told, I mean, the king come in and said, look here, why, why are these boys being born? I told you to kill the boys, let the girls live. Why y'all not doing what I told you to do? They said, well, I, I, when we get that, the baby already delivered. We go to help deliver the baby, but by the time we get that, they, they deliver really quick. The baby's already here. So, it went on that. That's the way it was supposed to be. But because the midwives, the Hebrew midwives, didn't kill the Hebrew baby boys, God blessed them that they had children and they, you know, a family and their house was established because they didn't, they didn't do what the evil king wanted them to do. So after that, you know, uh, there went out a man of the house of Levi and took the wife or daughter of Levi. And I believe that, that the tribe of Levi, they were a priest in the house of the Lord. They did the priest business. And, you know, the, the, the pastor business, the church business. And, and, and this woman that got married to the Levi man, and she was a Levite, conceived in bad son. And, and when she saw him that he was a goodly child, she hid him three months. Yeah, she hid him for three months and she couldn't hide him no longer. And she, at three months, she had to make a basket and, you know, fix it up for the baby and put him in the river. Pharaoh's daughter found him and she raised him. As he got on up to size, uh, he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew. He went and killed him. Well, the next day he saw two Hebrews fighting. He went to break it up. One of them said, well, oh, what you going to do to uh, to me, Moses? Like you did the Egyptian, you're going to kill me. Like you killed the Egyptian, you had to get out of there. So he went on. And uh, there was a priest that had seven daughters. And the daughters was drawing water and filled the trough. Uh, the water the father flocks. He was a priest. The father was the priest of, of Midian, Jethro. And so Moses helped them to feed the flocks and they were able to get back home early. Yeah. And uh, the father, uh, it was uh, Reuel, I'm sorry, not not Jethro, please forgive me, Reuel. And he said, well, why, how y'all get back so quick today? And they told him an Egyptian delivered us out of the hands of the shepherd because, see, they was women. And the men come to water they flock. They just pushed them out the way and go on the water they flock. And the next set of men come water they flock and push them out the way. So now they had somebody who helped them. They could get back home early. And uh, he said until his, to, his, to his daughter, said, and where is he? Why is it that ye have left the man? Call him that he may eat bread. See, so Raul wanted to uh, uh, help out, you know, bless Moses because he blessed his daughters to get back early with the flock. And, you know, they didn't have to contend with those men that would push themselves before the women to get the 
their flock fed. So he uh he dwelled with uh, them. He stayed there and he gave Moses Zipporah for his his daughter, gave that to him to Moses, gave her to Moses to marry. My goodness. And so she bam a son and he called the son Gershon. And for he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. See, they, they, they their names, when they named their children, it, it had meaning. They didn't just name their children something that sounds good, like I did many cases. <laughs> Twice, I know. And so um, he had a son and everything. And then the king of Egypt died. That old king that really put him under bondage because he didn't know Joseph, he didn't know Moses. And so the children of Israel, they started groaning and moaning uh, because they didn't know what, how much more evil this next king was going to be towards them. So they started crying out to the Lord, and God looked upon them and uh, saw, you know, what was going on. And he didn't like it. God, Almighty God, did not like it. And uh, he had respect for the children of Israel. That's what the word says. And um, I know he's going to do something about this. Yeah. We're going to get to chapter 3 and do a little summary on chapter 3, too. But we, we're going on to look at chapter 10 because this is what's going to happen. The big exit is coming. Oh, yes, it is. The big exit. Yeah. Pharaoh, God hardened Pharaoh hard, and Pharaoh refused to let him go. But God have a mighty sweet way. And these are the things that he bring about. Because now he knows, well, if I bring this about, he going to let him go. But God knew this. God knew each time when Pharaoh was not going to yield to his word. Because he hardened Pharaoh's heart. And God did this to show over and over and over, I have the power. You brought your magicians out, your soothsayer, your witchcraft workers, your root workers, and your voodoo workers. You brought all that out, your magicians and all of that. Okay, they, they, they turned the rod into a snake like Moses did. But Moses' snake ate up the other one. Okay, you, take, you turn everything into blood, the water into blood. Yeah, but the next testament, you wasn't able to contend with that. You couldn't compete. The next one, you couldn't compete. And the next one, and the next, you couldn't compete. Yeah, so look, the big exit is coming. They're going to get out of there. Yeah, I'm telling you the end. But we got to get there because they have to go through trials to get to the exit. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And the same thing for us today, I often share. We are going to go through trials, but our trials simply come to make us strong. God is not punishing us. No, he's strengthening us and he's teaching us. Hallelujah. And so it's all right today in Jesus' name. Let's jump into verse 10. And uh, of Exodus, and let's see what's going on because uh, in nine yesterday we was in the Napa. 
And the Lord said to Moses in verse 1, uh, Exodus chapter 10, Go in unto Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants, that I might show these my signs before them. You hear that? He's going to show them his power, what he can do. Pharaoh could have said, okay, I'm going to let him go. But God hardened his heart. And if God hardened your heart, there's nothing you can do. Do you know he have evil angels? Yeah, God sent the evil angels. I believe it was the Pharaoh. Yeah. And that thou mayest tell in the ears of thy son and of thy son's son what things I have wrought in Egypt and my signs which I have done among them that ye may know how that I am the Lord. Yeah, you're going to be able to tell your children, your children's children, <laughs> what I did in Egypt. Yeah. Verse 3 says, And Moses and Aaron came in unto Pharaoh and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of the Hebrews, How long wilt thou refuse to humble thyself before me? Let my people go, that they may serve me. Verse 4 says, Else if thou refuse to let my people go, behold, tomorrow will I bring the locusts into thy coast. Ooh, we grasshoppers everywhere. Verse 5 says, And they shall cover the face of the earth, that one cannot be able to see the ground. In other words, can't see the earth. And they shall eat the residue of that which is escaped which remaineth unto you from the hail, and shall eat every tree which groweth for you out of the field. Remember, the hail came, tore up everything. Yeah. So now, that which the hail left, the locusts is going to eat up everything they got, every plant, every tree, everything. Verse 6 says, and they shall fill thy houses, and the houses of all thy servants, and the houses of all the Egyptians, which neither thy fathers nor thy fathers' fathers have seen since the day that they were upon the earth unto this day. And he turned himself and went out from Pharaoh. Look here, this thing going to be serious, Pharaoh. All your houses, your servants, every Egyptian house. It's going to be worse than your father's 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 ever seen since the day they was born. They never saw this before. Locusts, in other words, grasshoppers, going to be everywhere. Seven says, and Pharaoh's servant said unto him, how long shall this man be a snare unto us? Let the men go, that they may serve the Lord their God. Knowest thou not yet that Egypt is destroyed? And Pharaoh's servant said to him, how long is this man to be the, the cause of evil to us? Isn't this something evil to us? <laughs> Let the men go so that uh, they may give worship to the Lord their God. Are you not awake to Egypt's danger? This is what they say in the Pharaoh. Look here. Let them go. Let them go on out and, and, and uh, worship. Because uh, how much more evil they going to do to us? 
So let them go and worship. The servant saying to Pharaoh, are you awake to Egypt's danger? Do you see what's going on, king? Verse 8 says, then Moses and Aaron came in again before Pharaoh, and he said to them, go and give worship to the Lord your God. But which of you are going? You hear this? Every, every Egyptian, I mean, every Hebrew had to He's talking about which one of you. No, we're all going. Yeah. Verse 9 says, and Moses said, we will go uh, with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds, but we are to keep a feast to the Lord. Verse 10 says, and he said to them, may the Lord be with you. If I will let you and your little ones go, take care. For your purpose clearly is evil. Well, my goodness, Pharaoh. <laughs> ah, the evil calling somebody else, evil calling good evil. We got that going on today. Wrong calling right wrong. Evil calling evil evil. My goodness. So verse 11 says, not so, but let your males go and give worship to the Lord as, you, as your desire. This he said, driving them out from before him. Verse 12 says, And the Lord said to Moses, Let your hand be stretched out over the land of Egypt, so that the locusts may come up on the land for the destruction of every green plant in the land, even everything untouched by the ice and storm. Because he said, Hell, he said, All of this. 13 says, and Moses' rod was stretched out over the land of Egypt. And the Lord sent an east wind over the land all that day and all that night. And in the morning, the locusts came up with the east wind. Ooh, ooh, all day and all night, the wind was blowing them, bringing them in. 14 says, and the locusts went up over all the land of Egypt, resting on every part of the land in very great numbers. Such an army of locusts had never been seen before and never will be again. Isn't that something? Woo! And pray with God. Then Peter says, for all the face of the earth was covered with them, so that the land was black and every green plant and all the fruit of the trees, which was untouched by the ice storm, they took for food. Not one green thing, no plant or tree was to be seen in all the land of Egypt. I mean, it must have been millions and millions and millions of them. Just ate up everything, every plant, every tree. Verse 16 says, Then Pharaoh quickly sent for Moses and Aaron and said, I have done evil against the Lord your God and against you. Oh, yeah, God got a mighty sweet way. Let me now have forgiveness for my sin this time only. Make prayer to the Lord your God that he will take away from me this death only. Yeah, because it's no food, you're going to die. So he went out from Pharaoh and made prayer to the Lord. Verse 19, and the Lord sent a very strong west wind, which took up the locusts, driving them into the Red Sea. Not one locust was to be seen in any part of Egypt. 
God wiped them away. Verse 20 says, but the Lord made Pharaoh's heart hard, and he did not let the children of Israel go. 21 says, and the Lord said to Moses, let your hand be stretched out to, to heaven, and all the land of Egypt will be dark, so that men will be feeling their way about in the dark. Turn it down. Twenty-two says, and when Moses' hand was stretched out, dark night came from all the land of Egypt for three days. They were not able to see one another, and no one got up from his place for three days. They didn't leave their house for three days. But where the children, or should I say, wherever they were in safety, they stayed right there for three days. So dark you couldn't see. Yeah. But where the children of Israel were living, it was light. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, God takes care of his own. Yeah, whatever he created and it's his, he is going to take good care of. Yeah. So look in verse 24. Then Pharaoh sent for Moses and said, go and give worship to the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be kept here. Your little ones may go with you. That won't work either. Everybody got to go. Not just the men, not just the women, not just the children, not just the flocks. I'm going to leave what we got here. No, no. Everything we got and all of us, we got to go. Yeah, God going to keep us together as a group to be blessed. Mm -hmm. But Moses said, you will have to let us take burnt offerings to put the Lord our God. 25. Verse 26 says, so our cattle will have to go with us. Not one may be kept back, but they are needed for the worship of the Lord our God. We have no knowledge what offering we have to give till we come to the place. 27 says, but the Lord made Pharaoh's heart hard, and he would not let them go. Verse 28 says, and Pharaoh said to him, go away. Take care that you come not again before me. For the day when you see my face again will be your last. Oh, look at him. Go show out. 29, and Moses said, you say truly, I will not see your face again. Ooh, you ought to have been scared of that right there. Uh-huh. I would have been afraid of that. I won't see you no more. Ooh, ooh. Yeah. So we're moving on over to verse to chapter eleven mm-hmm. of Exodus. Verse one. And the Lord said unto Moses, Yet will I bring one plague more upon Pharaoh and upon Egypt. Afterwards he will let you go. Hence, he'll let you go here. When he shall let you go, he shall surely thrust you out, out, out of here together. Yeah, he's going to put you out by force. So go now and give orders to the people that every man and every woman is to get him from his or her neighbor, ornaments of silver and of gold. And the Lord gave the people grace, verse 3, in the eyes of the Egyptians. For the man Moses was highly honored in the land of Egypt by Pharaoh's servants and the people. 
Yeah, because they knew he was God's man. But look what it took. Sign after sign after sign. Pestilence after pestilence. You see, plague after plague. Before they realized Moses was the messenger of God. It's like that in many cases today. The true men and women of God, they don't, mm-mm. they get no real recognition. And if they get then it's because they had this. Show sign after sign after sign after sign that God, this is him. Yeah. The people wanted proof. So verse 4 says, and Moses says, this is what the Lord says about the middle of the night. I will, I will go out through Egypt. And death will come to every mother's first male child in all the land of Egypt. From the child of Pharaoh to his seat of power, to the child of the servant girl crushing the grain, and the first birth of all the cattle. He's going to come on in. He's going to do it one more time. He's going to send one more plague. And after this one plague comes the big exit. They're going to let the Hebrews go because God's going to show them by dealing with death. The firstborn of, of, of every male child, the oldest male child in the Egyptian's house going to die. Even Pharaoh, uh-huh, to the child of the servant girl crushing the grain and the first birth of all all a livestock, the firstborn going to die. Yeah. Verse 6 says, and there will be a great cry through all the land of Egypt, such as never has been or will be again. Verse 7 says, but against the children of Israel, man or beast, not so much as the tongue of a dog will be moved. So that you may see how the Lord makes between Israel and the Egyptians, between you and your enemies. You're going to get to see how he make a division. And I don't care what happens. If we belong to him, not so much as a dog tongue will be moved. You won't lose nothing. You're constantly gaining. Even in the midst of a plague, even in the midst of the famine, if you belong to him, you won't miss out on nothing. Verse 8 says, and all these your servants will come to me, going down on their faces before me and saying, go out and all your people with you. And after that, I will go out. And he sent away from Pharaoh burning with wrath. Oh, he was hot. He was hot. Yeah. Hallelujah. <laughs> they say get out yeah and they hot they mad yeah and Pharaoh was burning with anger yeah he was mad verse 9 says and the Lord said to Moses Pharaoh will not give ear to you so that my wonders may be increased in the land of Egypt look at this verse 10 says all these wonders Moses and Aaron did before Pharaoh but the Lord made Pharaoh's heart hard 
and he did not let the children of Israel go out of the land. Yeah, let's see what happened. Because this day last plague. Verse 12 says, And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, Verse 2, This month shall be to you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Seek ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the tenth day of this month they shall take to them every man a lamb according to the house of their fathers, a lamb for a house. Yeah. Say to all the children of Israel, when they come or come together in the twelfth day of this month, every man is to take a lamb by the number of their father's family, a lamb for every family. So in other words, you get a lamb big enough to feed your whole house. If it's 12 of y'all living in that, then you got to have a big lamb that's going to take care of everybody, feed everybody. Everybody will be happy and not hungry. Yeah. Verse 4 says, And if the household be too little for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next unto his house take it according to the number of the souls. Every man according to his eating shall make your count for the lamb. That's what I just explained. But he's saying that if, if your house is small, say it's just you and your wife, then go next door to your neighbor's house and, and eat with them. Because you don't need to cook a whole lamb for two people. Yeah. So verse 5 says, Let your lamb be without a mark, a male in his first year. You, you take it from among the sheep or the goats. So we give God the best to sacrifice. No blemishes, no marks, no nothing. Uh, you know how they brand the animal, brand nothing on them. Because this is going to be, we're going to eat this meal as a sacrifice too unto God. Verse 6 says, keep it till the 14th day of the same month when everyone who is of the children of Israel, is to put it to death between sundown and dark. So you're going to put that sheep up for 14 days and off the ground and, and, and maybe feed it grain uh, or whatever. Nothing uh, defiled, as they call it. Nothing bad. And you're going to give this sheep the best feed you can feed. Yeah. Verse 6 says, keep it till the 14th day of the same month when everyone who is of the children of Israel is to put it to death between sundown and dark. Verse 7 says, take some of the blood and put it on the sides of the door and over the door of the house where the meal is to be taken. And let your food that night be the flesh of the lamb cooked with fire in the oven, together with unleavened bread and bitter-tasting plants. Gave instructions for the meal. Verse 9 says, do not take it uncooked or cooked with boiling water. He told them to roast it. But let it be cooked in the oven, its head with its legs and its inside parts. 
and cook the whole thing. Verse 10 says, do not keep any of it till the morning. Anything which is not used is to be burned with fire. Don't keep none of that meat and, and, and the meal. Get rid of it that night. Yeah, before the morning. 11 says, and take your meal dressed as if for a journey with your shoes on your feet and your sticks in your hand. Take it quickly. It is the Lord's Passover. Go ahead and eat that meal. Don't play around. Take the meal dressed as if for a journey with your shoes on your feet and your sticks in your hand. Take it quickly. It is the Passover. Death gonna pass over the house if they obey these instructions. Yeah, because death coming through the land. Twelve says, for on that night I will go through the land of Egypt, sending death on every first male child of man and of beast, and judging all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. Hallelujah. Thirteen says, and the blood be a sign on the houses where you are. When I see the blood, I will go over you. And no evil will come on you for your destruction. When my hand is on the land of Egypt. It's real important to follow the instructions of God. Oh, yes. Verse 14 says, And this day is to be kept in your memories. You are to be kept. You are to keep it as a feast to the Lord through all your generation as an order forever. Yeah, we, I need to check out that Passover. <laughs> yeah. 15 says, for seven days, let your food be unleavened bread. From the first day, no leaven is to be seen in your houses. You got to get it out of there. Whoever takes bread with leaven in it, from the first to the seventh day, will be cut off from it. Oh, we don't want no yeast in the bread. No, we, we just want living bread. Verse 16 says, and on the first day, there is to be a holy meeting, and on the seventh day, a holy meeting. No sort of work may be done on those days, but only to make ready what is necessary. For From Messenger, Prayer for- Club. For everyone. Wait a minute, y'all. Good morning. Y'all everyone have a blessed day and celebrating. Excuse me. Okay, thank you. All right. And on the first day, there is to be a holy meeting, and on the seventh day, a holy meeting. No sort of work may be done on those days, but only to make ready what is necessary for everyone's food. Remember, on the 14th, they got to kill a lamb and thing and, and prepare it and eat it. You know, the meal that he described and eat that, yeah, quick, whatever you got to do. Don't leave none. 17 says, so keep the feast of unleavened bread. For all this very day, I have taken your army out of the land of Egypt. This day, then is to be kept through all your generations by an order forever. 18 says, in the first month from the evening of the 14th day, let your food be unleavened bread to the evening of the 21st day of the month. Yeah, okay. 19 says, for seven days no leaven is to be seen in your houses. For whoever takes bread which is 
Levin would be cut out from the people of Israel if he is from another country or if he is an Israelite by birth, you going to be cut off. Don't eat no bread that's not leaven. Verse 20 says, take nothing which has leaven in it. Wherever you are leaving, living, wherever you are living, let your food be unleavened cakes. 21 says, then Moses sent for the chief of Israel and said to them, see that lambs are marked out for yourselves and your families, and let the Passover lamb be put to death. And take some hyssop and put it in the blood in the basin, touching the side and the top of the doorway with the blood from the basin. And let not one of you go out of his house till morning. I know we done heard this and some of us, we done heard this before and we understand in the Passover and what God was getting ready to do to set Israel free. Yeah, he was going to set them free. Doing it this, so the Lord will go through the land sending death on the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the two sides and the top of the door, the Lord will go over your door and will not let death come in for your destruction. 24 says, and you are to keep this as an order to you and to your sons forever. And when you come into the land which the Lord will make yours, as he gave his word, you are to keep this act of worship. And when your children say to you, what is the reason of this act of worship? Then you will say, this is the offering of the Lord's Passover. For he went over the houses of the children of Israel and Egypt when he sent death to the Egyptians and kept our family safe. And the people gave worship with bent heads. Hallelujah. 28 says, And the children of Israel went and did so. As the Lord had given orders to Moses and Aaron, so they did. 29 says, And in the middle of the night, the Lord sent death on every first male child in the land of Egypt, from the child of Pharaoh on his seat of power to the child of the prisoner in the prison, my goodness, and the first birth of all the cattle. Oh, yeah, I tell you, God got a mighty weakness. He know how to bring you to your knees. He know how to harm your heart. He know what to do to soften your heart. 30 says, then Pharaoh got up in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians. And a great cry went up from Egypt, but there was not a house where someone was not dead. Ooh. 31 says, and he sent for Moses and Aaron by night and said, get up and get out among my people, you and the children of Israel. Go and give worship to the Lord as you have said. 32 says, and take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone, okay? And give me your blessings. Yeah, get ghosted, but bless me before you leave. Don't let nothing happen, more happen over here. 33 says, and the Egyptians were forcing the people on. Get them out of the land quickly. But they said, we are all dead men. 34 says, and the people took their bread, paste before it was leavened 
putting their basins in their clothing on their backs. Yeah. 35 says, and the children of Israel had done as Moses had seen, and they got from the Egyptian ornaments of silver and of gold and clothing. 36 says, and the Lord uh, had given the people grace in the eyes of the Egyptians so that they gave them whatever was requested. So they took away all their goods from the Egyptians. Seven says, and the children of Israel made the journey from Ramses to Sukkoth. There were about 600,000 men on foot as well as children. Ooh. 38 says, and a mixed band of people went with them and flocks and herds in great numbers. 39, and they made unleavened cakes from the paste which they had taken out of Egypt. It was not leavened, but they had been sent out of Egypt so quickly that they had no time to make any food ready. Now, the children of Israel had been living in Egypt for 430 years. That's a long time. 41 says, and at the end of 430 years, to the very day, all the armies of the Lord went out of the land of Egypt. 42 says, it is a watch night before the Lord who took them out of the land of Egypt. And that's where we get the watch night from. Yeah. On, on New Year's coming in. Uh-huh. We have watch night meeting. Uh, this same night is a watch night to the Lord for all the children of Israel. Through all their generations. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, This is the law of the Passover. No man who is not an Israelite is to take of it. But every man's servant whom he has got for money may take of it when he has had circumcision. He had to be circumcised. You know, if, if you, you bought a slave, you had a slave, he, he could be a believer. Had to already be circumcised. Verse 45 says, A man from a strange country living among you, and a servant working for payment may not take part in it. Yeah, that's an employee. See, there's a difference between the slave and the one you hire. You're not going to pay the slave, but you'll pay an employee. Yeah, that's, that's the difference. So 46 says, it is to be taken in one house, not a bit of the flesh is to be taken out of the house, and no bone of it may be broken. So you can get the meat off the bone, but throw it away. Don't, don't, don't break the bone. Don't crack it or none of that. Yeah, all Israel is to keep the feet. 48 says, and if a man from another country is living with you and has a desire to keep the Passover to the Lord, that all the males of his family undergo circumcision, and then let him come near and keep it. For he would then be as one of your people. But no one without circumcision may keep it. Oh, yeah. The law is the same for him who is an Israelite by birth and for the man from a strange country who is living with you. Everybody got to be circumcised, the men. So children of Israel, this Verse 50, 
did as the Lord gave orders to Moses and Aaron. 51 says, and on that day, on that very day, the Lord took the children of Israel out of the land of in, uh, of out of the land of Egypt by their armies. They went out in groves. Ooh, it was a lot of them to get out of there. Yeah, but you see what God did. Plague after plague after plague because he wanted to show Pharaoh who, who, who have the power. He wanted to show Israel who had the power. Yeah, we can't play with God. Now, he, he have a mighty way, but we can't accuse him of really, really forcing us. Because many times we'll pray a prayer and ask God to do something. And we may forget it. We wasn't anticipating him doing it in this way. We thought he was going to do it another way. But we won't be able to accuse him of hurting us in any way. We won't be able to say, well, God made me do it. Uh-uh. If he if you went on and got to do it and you, you feel like you wasn't ready, there's a prayer was prayed. Somebody forgot to pray. So we're looking at verse 13 now. Or should we go on 12? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Y'all know how we forget something right now. Wait a minute. Okay, I think we're on 12. Yeah, we're on verse 12. I was going to catch the 13. Wait a minute, y'all bear with me, bear with me. All right, we good, we good. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be unto you the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak ye unto all the congregation of Israel, saying, In the day of this month, they should take to them every man a lamb according to the house. Oh, yeah, we was on 13. I'm sorry, y'all. Please forgive me. I think we're on 13. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Sanctify unto me all the firstborn, whatsoever openeth the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and of beast, it is mine. And Moses to the people, remember this day in which ye came out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. For by strength of hand the Lord brought you out from this place. There shall no living bread be eaten. Verse 4 says, This day came ye out in the month of Abib. Or Abib. Yeah. And it will be that when the Lord take you into the land of the Canaanites, and the Hittites, and the Amorites, and the Hivites, and the Jebusites, the land which he made an oath to your fathers, that he would give you a land flowing with milk and honey. You would do this act of worship in this month. Okay, he gave instructions. Verse 6 says, for seven days let your food be unleavened cakes, and on the seventh day to be a feast to the Lord. 
Verse 7 says, unleavened cakes are to be your food through all the seven days. Let no living bread be seen among you or any leaven in any part of your land. Verse 8 says, and you will say to your son in that day, it is because of what the Lord did for me when I came out of Egypt. Yeah. He's worthy to be sacrificed to. Verse 9 says, and this will be for a sign to you on your hand and for a mark on your brow, so that the law of the Lord may be in your mouth. But with a strong hand, the Lord took you out of Egypt. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, so let this order be kept at the right time from year to year. 11 says, 11, and when the Lord take you into the land of Canaan, as he made his oath to you and to your fathers, and gives it to you. Verse 12, you are to put on one side for the Lord every mother's first male child, the first fruit of her body, and the first young one of every beast, every male, is holy to the Lord. And for the young of an ass, you may give a lamb in payment. Or if you will not make payment for it, its neck is to be broken. But for all the firstborn, first sons among your children, let payment be made. Verse 14. And when your son says to you in time to come, what is the reason for this? Say to him, by the strength of his hand, the Lord took us out of Egypt, out of the prison house. Verse 15 says, and when Pharaoh made his heart hard and would not let us go, the Lord sent death on all the first sons in Egypt, a man and a beast. And so every first male who comes to birth is offered to the Lord. But for all the first of my sons, I give a price. 16 says, and this will be for on your hand and for a mark on your brow. For by the strength of his hand, the Lord took us out of Egypt. Now, after Pharaoh had let the people go, God did not take them through the land of the Philistines, though that was near. But God said, if the people see war, they may have, they may have a change of heart and go back to Egypt. Took the people round by the wasteland near the Red Sea, and the children of Israel went up in fighting order out of the land of Egypt. You see that? He said he wasn't going to take them by the way of war where they could see it because they might, you know, be, join uh, the enemy against Egypt, the Egyptians, and they, after things settled, they want to go back to Egypt. No, God took them another way so they, they didn't have to worry about that. Now, verse 19 says, and Moses took the bones of Joseph with him. But Joseph had made the children of Israel take an oath, saying, God will certainly keep you in mind, and you are to take my bones away with you. Yeah. yeah he told him, when God get y'all out of here, don't leave my bones here. Verse 20 says, then they went on their journey from Succoth and made up their tents in Ethereum, 
at the edge of the wasteland. Eat them. Yeah. And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud, guiding them on their way. And by night in a pillar of fire to give them light so that they were able to go on day and night. Oh, what a mighty God. Verse 22 says, the pillar of cloud was before them by day and the pillar of fire by night. Look at God. He have a perfect plan. And, and look, he's no fool. He's not ignorant. He's all-knowing. He's got all power. He sleeps not slumber. His eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. But look what he did for the people. Brought them out and gave them everything they needed. Everything that was needed, God supplied. A cloud by day, a fire to lead the way. And look, by night, my goodness, my goodness, what a mighty God we serve. A pillar of fire by night, a cloud of fire. Well, a pillar of cloud went ever before them by day. And at night, they had the fire to lead the way. So they could travel day and night. They didn't have to stop. I probably would have been running, making sure I didn't have to go back to Egypt for nothing. Yeah. At one point, they were supplying them the supplies to make the bricks. Moses went in and told them what God said. No longer, we're not giving you nothing. Get out there and find what you need, the straw or whatever, to make this brick for me. So the burden became even harder. It became even worse. Yeah. So we're moving right along. We're moving right along. In Exodus 14, it says this, And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they turn and encamp before Baharo, between Migdol and the sea, over against Belzephon, before Isha, he encamped by the sea. Let me look at something right quick. Okay, let's go here. And the Lord said to Moses, give orders to the children of Israel to go back and put up their tents before Pahar between Migdol and the sea, in front of Belzephon, opposite which you are to put up your tents by the sea. Look, when I say he had everything planned out for them, he had everything planned out for them. Verse 3 says, And Pharaoh would say of the children of Israel, they are wandering without direction. They are shut in by the wasteland. And I will make Pharaoh's heart hard, and he will come after them, and I will be honored over Pharaoh and all his army, so that the Egyptians may see 
that I am the Lord. And they did so. Yes, sir. Verse 5. A word came to Pharaoh of the flight of the people, and the feeling of Pharaoh and of his servants about the people was changed. And they said, why have we let Israel go so that they would do more, no more work for us? Yeah, I knew that's what it was coming down to. Verse 6 says, so he had his war carriage made ready and took his people with him. And he took 600 carriages, all the carriages of Egypt and captains over all of them. Look at this, look at this. Verse 8, and the Lord made the heart of Pharaoh hard, and he went after the children of Israel. For the children of Israel had gone out without fear. But the Egyptians went after them, all the horses and carriages of Pharaoh, and his horsemen, and his army, and overtook them in their tents by the sea. Uh-huh. By Paharoth, before Belzephon. Verse 10. And when Pharaoh came near, the children of Israel, lifting up their eyes, saw the Egyptians coming after them, and were full of fear, and their cry went up to God. And they said to Moses, was there no resting place for the dead in Egypt that you have taken us away to come to our death in the wasteland? Why have you taken us out of Egypt? Listen. They cried to the Lord. The Lord heard their cry. As long as everything was going good and they didn't uh, have no fear, they didn't have no complaint. But as soon as the little fear creeped in there, they went to blaming Moses. Why have you taken us out of Egypt? Before that, they said, uh, uh, and uh, Moses, was there no resting place for the dead in Egypt? And there was no graveyard there that you had to take us away to come to our death in the wasteland, in the wilderness. Why you took us out of Egypt? Verse 12, did we not say to you in Egypt, let us be as we were? Well, look, why didn't you stay there and let us go on? You didn't have to follow us. Working for the Egyptians. Now, look at this. Did we not say to you in Egypt, let us be as we are, working for the Egyptians? For it is better to be the servants of the Egyptians than to come to our death in the wasteland. In other words, in the wilderness. Now, I don't understand all of this, but I know we do this. We do this. We want something and we're getting it and everything going good. Oh, yeah, yeah. As soon as a little mishap come up, oh, we fall apart and we accuse whoever we don't worship to bring us out of it. Yeah. But Moses said, keep where you are and have no fear. Now you will see the salvation of the Lord, which he will give you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see again. Yeah. Stand still. Don't fear. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show you today. For the Egyptians whom you have seen 
today, you shall see them again no more forever. Because God is about to wipe them off the face of the earth. Oh, they made the big exit. They're making the big exit right now. They're making the big exit right now. Yeah. The Lord will make war for you. You have only to keep quiet. He's going to fight your battle. You just keep quiet. See, because they didn't evidently remember all the plagues God had sent and that he hardened Pharaoh's heart. I don't know if Moses was explaining all that to them back then. Yeah. The Lord will make war for you. You only have to keep quiet. Did you hear that today? You don't have to fight your own battle. God will fight for you. You stand still and know that he's God. You praise and worship him. And stand still. He's going to fight your battle. Yeah. Amen, Pastor David. Amen. We'll start complaining because it's not going the way we think it should go. But God already had the whole plan. He had a purpose and the whole plan already already made. All they had to do was show up. And he delivered them out of Egypt. He brought them out of there. 430 years. And finally you get out of there. One day, I, I, I would have been running. I know I would have passed, probably passed Moses. Running so fast not to go back into that bondage. Yeah. Verse 15 says, And the Lord said to Moses, Why are you crying out to me? Give the children of Israel the order to go forward. Now, you, you don't have to be either. Moses, just tell them to go. Yeah, go on through uh-huh. And let your rod be lifted up. Let your, let your rod be lifted up and your hand stretched out over the sea. And it will be parted in two. And the children of Israel will go through on dry land. Look at this. See, there was an expectation. Because many times we forget God have all power. And we're looking in the natural. We're feeling in the natural. This is why it's important to walk in the spirit. So that we don't walk in the flesh and forget that God have all power. And all we have to do is trust him. Mm-hmm. Believe and trust him. In many cases, we just have to have the patience to stand still and wait on him. Oh, he's coming. He's coming. It's not over. It is not over for you. He's coming. And I will make the heart of the Egyptians hard. And they will go in after them. And I will be honored over Pharaoh and over his armies, his war, ca- his war carriages, and his horsemen. And the Egyptians believe that I am the Lord when I get honor over Pharaoh and his war carriages and his horsemen. Then the angel of God, who had been before the tents of Israel, took his place at their back. 
and the pillar of cloud moving from before them came to rest at their back. Look at God. <laughs> oh! And it came between the army of Egypt and the army of Israel. And there was a dark cloud between them. And they went on through the night. But the one army came no nearer to the other all the night. And when Moses' hand was stretched out over the sea, the Lord, with a strong east wind, made the sea go back all night. And the waters were parted in two, and the sea became dry land. All night he was blowing that water back to get to the dry land. He made the heavens and the earth. Yeah. Hallelujah. And the children of Israel went through the sea on dry land, and the waters were a wall on their right side and on their left side. Oh, I could imagine that was awful. Then the Egyptians went after them into the middle of the sea. All Pharaoh's horses and his war carriages and his horsemen. And in the morning, watch, the Lord looking out on the armies of the Egyptians from the pillar of and cloud set trouble on the armies of the Egyptians and made the wheels of their war carriages stiff so that they had no hard work driving them. They, they couldn't get out of there. So the they, they, they carriage would move. So the Egyptians said, let us go in flight from before the face of Israel. For the Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. Yes, yes, sir. And the Lord said to Moses, let your hand be stretched out over the sea, and the waters will come back again on the Egyptians and on their war carriages and on their horsemen. Yeah, so he done got them through the dry land. Now he going to close the sea back up. Somebody wrote a song, and it says, Pharaoh, I'm guy. Oh, Mary, don't you weep. Anybody ever heard that? Oh, Mary, don't you weep all more. Oh, Mary, don't you weep all more. Yeah, that rose army already got drowned it. Yeah, I remember that as a child. <laughs> yeah, and when Moses' hand was stretched out over the sea at dawn, the sea came flowing back, meeting the, meeting the Egyptians in their flight. And the Lord sent destruction on the Egyptians in the middle of the sea. And the waters came back covering the war carriages and the horsemen and all the army of Pharaoh, which went after them into the middle of the sea. Not one of them was to be seen. It was over with for them. But the children of Israel went through the sea walking on dry land. And the waters were a wall on their right side and on their left side. So that day the Lord gave Israel salvation from the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead on the sea's edge. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord had done against the Egyptians. And the fear of the Lord came on the people and they had faith in the Lord. And in his servant, Moses. Look what Moses had to go do now to get some attention. Yeah, because look, 
You done brought us out here in the wilderness to die? They didn't have graveyards and couldn't people die in Egypt? Oh, yeah, they had something to say. But God is faithful, so he saved them. Yeah, he saved them. Listen, we're going to one more request of the morning. And uh, when we come back, I'll open a studio. If there's anyone have something they would like to say, please feel free to press number one and come in today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, the goodness of God. Let Israel out. Moses died, the king died. And nobody knew, the new king didn't, you know, really have no clue about what him and the past king had going on because Joseph, Joseph was in charge. You couldn't be bigger than Joseph. It was like he was the king. But remember, he had trials too. He suffered too. He had the dream and he told the brothers about it and they got jealous. Even the daddy said, now boy, look here. Now you getting beside yourself telling that you're going to be over everybody, including me. Son, watch yourself. Yeah. But look what happened. Look what happened. Good morning, Apostle. Look what happened. Sold him on into slavery. He went there to do a good job for Potamus, and the wife wanted him. She couldn't have him, so she lied on him. He ends up in jail, Joseph. And the baker and the butler comes to jail, or prison, let's say. And he was serving in the, in, I'm going to call it jail. He was serving in the jail. And they told him what happened, and he, he could interpret what was going to happen after the jail. After the, they'd been in jail for a while, Joseph was going to interpret to them what was going to happen. He told them, the butler, you're going to go back to being a butler for the king. Baker, you're going to die. Yeah. And exactly what he said came to pass. But he told the butler, don't forget to tell the king what I did for you, that I, I interpret your dreams. I can interpret your vision. Don't forget to tell the king. So the butler went on happy back and got his job back and forgot. Forgot Joseph. Joseph yet going through the trial. Yet locked up. But one day, Pharaoh had a dream, and he was telling it, and, and the butler remembered Joseph, could interpret. He told him about Joseph. They came and cleaned Joseph up, dressed him up, took him to see the king. The king told him what he had dreamed. Famine was coming to the land. Joseph told him what it was. And if I'm not mistaken, he gave instructions on what to do so that Egypt wouldn't perish from hunger. You see that? Sold him into slavery. But he ended up the next closest thing to the king. Yeah, the job may have you doing the lowest of duties. Yeah, you, you, you may not even Fries yet. You may be sweeping and mopping and taking out garbage. But before you leave there, you may become owner, not just manager. Another thing along with all of this, once you're going through a trial, you can speak those things that are not as though they were. But we, we, we're not speaking into our future, we're speaking into right now, Lord, I want out of here. We don't want to go through nothing. 
But the scripture even says, must Jesus bear a cross alone and all the world go free? No. No, you, you're not going to be free from trials. You're not going to be free from trouble. So there's a cross for everyone. And I know there's a cross for me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Trials come to us strong. Trials come to give us lessons. Trials come to educate us. Because after this trial, there's another trial coming. After this one, there's another one. And the next one may be a little bit harder than this one. So instead of focusing on what we're going through, let's focus on behind the trial. Lord, what are you trying to teach me? And you're seeking that out. You, 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 you're praying and you, not that the trial pass because you want to get the full lesson, but strengthen me while I'm going through this trial. Teach me your way. Show me which way to go. He will do this for us. And when we know anything, we've been made whole. Uh, we 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 closer than the king. We we better than the king. The people respect us more than they respect the king. Uh, well, you can go, no, I don't want to talk to the king. Uh, let me go and talk to Joseph. Put your name there. Now, I don't want to talk to the king. Let me go talk to Barbara. <laughs> Yeah, because see, Barbara is nicer. She she she's got the wisdom that I need. The king getting drunk. The king from concubine to concubine to wife to what? He's not giving me good counsel. Let me talk to somebody in there that got the spirit in them of God that give me the truth and see my need and want to help me. Want to plant a seed in me. Want to be a blessing to me. Yeah, I don't want to see the king. I want to see Barbara. <laughs> yeah, all that kind of thing. I don't care what they said could not be done. We serve the God who can get it done. With man, things are impossible. But with God, all, I didn't say some, all things are possible with God. Somebody said you wouldn't make it. The enemy came in and spoke to you and told you, no, they're not going to give you that. Somebody said you'd never be able to buy a house unless you had a husband. Yeah. You told yourself, oh, no, I can't get no new car. I can't afford it. Oh, you can't. You're not affording where you're living at right now. You're not affording your mortgage. You're not affording your rent, your car payment. You're not doing none of that for yourself. But God, he gives you the ability to get it done. Some of us, we don't work. We at retirement, he give us income that we can continue to our life in our older years. Because again, this morning, hey, glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Without him, you can do nothing. 
Whatever you need, I'm, I'm recommending this morning that you go to him and ask him for what you need. I didn't say what you want, what you need. And guess what else? See, I like to get my needs first out of the way. Let me meet the needs. Then what I want can come next. After you talk to him about your needs, talk to him about what you want. While I'm talking to him about what I need, I need some food, Lord. And you know I like self-rise and flour and I like and cornmeal to make grits. I mean, make cornbread. I like that. The big, large, extra large eggs, Lord. That this the need. I need food, but I'm telling them what I want at the same time. Now, when it when it comes down to it, I'm going to have the uh, self-rising flour, the self-rising cornmeal, the big eggs, extra large. I'm going to have that. Because we're talking about the God who can do everything fail you. I want a better life right here, Lord. I know I'm going to have trials right here on the earth, but God, I want a better life. I want to live like I belong to you. I want to live like the king is my father. I want to live like I'm your daughter. I'm your son. You have all power. There's no higher power. The earth is yours, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell every you made everything and everybody. Including that devil. So Lord, I, I, I want a better truck. I want a brand new truck. I don't want to make a payment on it. When I get the truck, I want it to be paid for. Insurance added, warranty added extra, extra warranty on it. That's what I want, Lord. And I know you're able to do it for me. And just keep talking about it. A witness to tell somebody about it. Yeah, I'm getting a new truck. When? Well, I haven't decided when that day going to be just yet, but I'm getting a new truck. Uh-huh. Windows, I'm getting new floors. Uh, I'm going to remodel outside my house, inside my house. I'm going to paint it another color, what, whatever it is. But these things make us happy too. I think I'm going to go to Orlando on a shopping spree. You're speaking these things that are not as though they were. You want to go when I go? When I go to shop on a shopping spree? I'm going to buy you a few things. (laughs) You can shop too. I'm speaking that thing. The next person I see, next friend or or, or associates or whatever, hey, I'm going on a shopping spree. When? I don't know. I'm I'm working on that right now because, see, I'm praying. I'm working on the date right now. But look, you want to go when I go? Oh, yeah, I want to go now. Okay, we're going to Orlando to shop. Now, you might live in Timbuktu, but I say we going to Orlando to shop. You want to go? I invited you on the trip. So that means that God going to open a door and give me enough finances to pay for what we all buy. He going to open a door so you say, 
well, I can fly, fly out on Thursday, but I have to be back by Monday to work. He's going to bless me to be able to pay for the flight, wherever you are. Out of all things are possible. I want you to keep that in mind today. With God, all things are possible. Even your wildest dream is possible through God. The scriptures say we have not because we ask not. We're not asking a myth. We're asking for that heart. I want a new truck, and I don't believe God see a problem with me getting a new truck. I want to go on a shopping spree, really, in Orlando, a great shopping trip. I don't think God will have a problem with that, if that's what I want. But if our main thing is we want to draw closer to God, that's a heart's desire for you to pray. Get in the word. Every chance you get, you're praying and you're in the word. It's going to grow you in God. Lord, give me wisdom. Give me understanding of your word. If that's your heart's desire. Because some of us, we don't feel like we good enough. We're close enough. I'm wondering if I'm going back with him when he comes. Am I working? Give my work done. A spiritual son said last night, he said he couldn't say for sure that he was ready to go with God. That let me know he didn't know. And and I I don't mind him feeling like that because hopefully that will cause him to draw closer to the Lord and put some things down of the world and pick up Jesus all the way. But see, I'm striving daily for perfection in him. I'm not perfect. I truly want to be. And God knows the very intent of our heart. But I know he saved me. I know he sanctified me. I know he filled me with his spirit. So when I look back at the word, because I told you, Apostle Paul was the one who taught me a lot of things through Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Paul said he was going to show me a mystery, that we all would be changed in the discipline. You know how quick that is? Of an eye. We're going to take off this here flesh, and we're going to put on the spirit. Yeah. One day we'll have glorified bodies. So I'm not worrying about what right now if I'm going to heaven or not. I believe. I believe it's already done. I believe when I stand before him, he's going to know me. Hallelujah. Jesus. Mm, Thank you, Lord. I believe when I stand before him, he's going to call me by my name because he know me. Hallelujah. I'm his. Yeah. I can be called the daughter of God, not because I'm so special, not because I'm so perfect, but he's going to change me. 
in the twinkling of an eye that I'll become perfect, that when I stand before him, I can hear him say, well done. But right here, right now, I got to work while it's day. And not just work unto God in the vineyard, but I got to work for me. That what's in me that shouldn't be, I can make sure I get rid of that. See, we, 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 we pray daily. Nobody's made it yet. I can't sit deep and act like I'm all that. And, and, and I'm ready right now. And everybody going to hell but me. No, ma'am. No, sir. I got coming up in God to do. You always hear me say that. My thoughts, my feelings, all, you got to work on all of that. Loving them enemies, forgiving folks. Sometimes things going to hurt your, your natural feelings as well as your spiritual feelings. But you got to learn to forgive and forget and move on in him. People don't like to hear that forget part. They challenge me on that every time. But did Jesus forget your sins? Did he put your sins in the sea of forgetfulness never to remember them again? And then you do something else. And he don't add that to what you've already done. He forgive you for each individual, and we got to do the same thing. The only way, like just because you forgive and forget, it don't mean you have to deal with people. Even family members, you don't have to deal with them people. You forgave them, you love them, move on. March on down the road. But we got to love. We must forgive. We must forgive. We must forgive. If we don't forgive, God cannot forgive us. I'm telling you what the words say, not what Barbara wants and not what Barbara's talking about. We must forgive. And another thing, forgiving people sets you free. Yeah, I don't see people that look at when I see them, I'm just as happy and jolly as they say, speak to them. Sometimes I ask, well, what you been up to? They looking at me like I'm crazy. Is she a fool? She done forgot what I did? Yeah, I don't care about that. I love Jesus. Anybody heard that before? I love Jesus. I love Jesus. Yes, I do. Huh? If you love him, you're going to obey him. Right now, folks that's married love each other. If the husband say, honey, I want a pork chop for dinner. She loves him. She's going to have pork chops for that. He said, grill them for me here. I want a little smoke. You, you, we still got that George Foreman. Yeah. I like the way you cook them on the George Foreman. Not only is she going to get pork chops, Pastor David, but she going to cook them chops and grill like he like them. Why? She loves it. He know his wife, the husband know his wife like the ices. 
Anybody know what an icy is? It's like a frozen flake drink. It's really good. And it have a fancy clear lid with a hole in it and a big straw in Florida. Well, where I live, that's what they have. But anyway, he know coming home, his wife love her icy. He stopped, he get her icy. His favorite drink, and she want, she like chips, the plain ladies with her. So he stopped, and he get the chips and the ice and get his drink, and he headed home. And when he get there, she, she may have done a red, or she may still be cooking. He loosened the apron string and said, sit down with me a minute. Look what I got. The ice and the chips. You mess up my dinner. <laughs> but she always a little bit of the chips and don't suck on the ice. And then she may put it in the freezer while she finish up dinner and drink it during dinner. Why? He bought her what she loved. He loved her. He want her to be happy. And whatever he thinks going to make her happy from him, he's going to do it. Was Jesus that way? Whatever we know he loved, that's what we should be doing. I believe he loved good singing. I believe he just loved singing. I ain't going to say how good or bad it is. I believe he loved singing. So I should sing to him sometimes. Sing of his wondrous work. Ooh, sing of his goodness, his faithfulness. Hallelujah. I feel all right right there. Glory to his majesty. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Yeah. We should give him what he loves to the best of our ability. Because when we do this unto him, oh boy, there's no telling what he'll do unto you. Your eyes have not seen and your ears have not heard the things that have in store for you right here on the earth. If you love him, I come out with that fake love you give man. I'm talking about the real genuine love from your heart you've given to God. And it's all right today in Jesus' name. It's already all right. I feel like a little run coming on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, because he's been good to all of us. And with him, again, all things are possible. And with him, you can speak those things out of your mouth that are not as though they were. But I want you to watch your motives, too, behind that. Because he will bring it to pass. But watch your motives. Why do you want the new truck? Why do you want the house on the hill with the dog named Fluffy? Why do you want this? Well, yeah, watch your motives. Because he's able and he will deliver to you. Lord, you know I want to be dead free. I prayed the prayer, got dead free, and got right back in debt. Right back in it. Shopping. <laughs> Well, I, I I don't owe $10,000 in debt. So I'm telling Lord, I want to be debt free again. But anything, I'm telling you the truth today. What I want, God gives. My washer was working fine, but my dryer went out. So I figured replace both of them at the same time. And I went someplace that Shantae was going to buy 
a new set when she was here. But I just couldn't see her giving up that cash like that when there were other things more pressing than somewhat the washer and dryer. And everything I prayed the prayer of faith, and one day I said, I'm gonna just look faithful until I find one that I can make payments on, you know. And the Lord brought it back to my attention because we, the, while she was here, we went to what they call a laundromat. I call it the wash house, you know, country. Went to the laundry uh, mat, and I didn't like that experience. And when I brought the clothes home, Clothes wasn't as fresh as I, I said. I, I can't do that experience no more. Lord help me. Find a washing dryer, and he did. He sat me down one day, and I looked until I found what I wanted. Top of the line, you know what they call them now? Do digital washing dryer. Yeah, he blessed me by faith with that. I didn't have no money. making payments. God is faithful. And I'm thankful unto him that he can supply need and want. I wanted a bigger uh, the tub inside though. Not a tub too big. More than. Hallelujah. I could wash a comforter in there real, a queen, a queen size comforter I could wash, put it in the washing machine and have plenty of room. You know, when you put too little in there, it would boop, it boop, it boop. No, none of that, none of that. I know somebody laughed. God, the dryer, I could put plenty of clothes in the dryer. And I use a lot of fabric softening sheets. When they come out of there, they smell like wonderful. Yeah. But they clean. And they smell good. Even the fragrance from the detergent I use is still in the clothes, but I add more fabric, softener sheets, because I'm looking for something that I like. God gave me all of that, all the ideas of how to do things. Some things I didn't know I even liked until he showed me and, and had me to try it. I'm like, yes, I love this. Because he know us. Go ahead on, Samsung. <laughs> I think I got a GE. You know, I like them GEs. Yeah. But look. Now, see, you're going to make me go look at it. When I get off the ASEAN, you're going to make me look. Okay. But look, God is faithful. Faithful to us. Again, this morning, we have not because we ask not. We're not asking a miss. I'm not asking for somebody else's husband. You're not asking for somebody else's wife. You're not asking to be on top of the world in the world. No. You're speaking what you want, which God can supply. I think you'd be pleased with me having a new. I looked at the little Cadillac one time, and I was like, that's a cute little caddy. But it's not up high enough for me. I don't like sitting low. I, I want to be up high looking over the dashboard. I done got spoiled to the truck. 
to the Toyota RAV4. God is faithful. I didn't do it. I can't brag on it like I did it. Because truly I did, only he did. We're talking about stuff and things today. Because as we're doing all of these stuff and things, we are also praying that the Lord grow us in him. Teach me your way. Lord, give me the strength to get it done. Feed my mind with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of your word. Lord, help me to help somebody else to understand prayer, how important it is. Help me to help somebody else understand your word, to get in there daily and to walk in a scripture or to even walk in a book, Proverbs, Psalms, Acts, whatever it is that you feel you need to walk in. Hallelujah, Jesus. It's all right today in Jesus' name. Listen, the studio is open. If anyone has anything they would like to say, please feel free to press that number one and come in. Ah, uh, yeah. It's all right today. Good morning to you, Minister Shonda. God bless you, Sugarfoot. Good morning to you, Sister Rita. God bless you this morning. God bless you. And good morning to you, area code 434-872. That may be Minister Spinner. I thought about that thing. I said that might be her because she got a job. And uh, she can't come like she used to, but she was going to figure it out. I knew eventually she would figure a way. I got to get over there and listen to what's going on over there. Oh, Jesus in the morning. Yeah. And so that may be her. God bless you, Minister Spinner. And uh, God bless you, Pastor David. That's my buddy right there. And good morning to you. And God bless you, Sister Irene. And good morning. And God bless you, Sister Dorothy. Good morning. And God bless you, Sister Jerry. And good morning. And bless you. Good morning. And bless you, my C.R. Jackson this morning. Y'all know she's going to help me preach something right here. She's going to help me preach it. Remind me of Terry Kate. Y'all gonna help me preach that one. Oh, that tickled me so good. <laughs> the first time I heard it, I screamed. Yeah, another preacher had come in and he said, You ever heard of Terry K. Anderson? I said, No. He said, What well, it is? Oh, I listened to that. And, and, and when he got to the uh, uh, the ending part, he was saying, Y'all gonna help me preach this one. Oh, I just fell out. I just fell out. That was good for me. So, CR reminds me of that. You're going to help me preach this, won't you, CR? <laughs> and Pastor David, too. Pastor David, too, now. Because he need to write me little messages, too, like this morning. He sent me a good one. Yeah. And I shared it with you. About we we go to complain. As long, he said, as long as we get what we want, we don't complain. But when, in other words, when we're not getting what we want, we're not satisfied, we're not happy, he come to complain. Now, when Moses was leading them out, he was the best thing since sliced bread. When they got to that wilderness, got to the sea, and saw Pharaoh coming, oh, my goodness. Wasn't that enough uh, graveyard? We couldn't have just died in Egypt? Why well, we had to come way out in the wilderness to die? See what happened, what happened. Soon as he opened the sea and closed it back on Pharaoh, and they went on through and went on into the wilderness. No more complaining right then. 
But as we go on, later on, you're going to get to see some more, more groaning and moaning and bickering and bickering and complaining and all of that. Yeah. See more of us. But God is faithful. And we thank him for his faithfulness. Y'all pray for Louis. He had to go do some lab work today. And uh, he had to leave early. And he left early yesterday because he had to go get some other kind of work done, tests and things. And so we pray all go well with him. And I thank God for Brother Louis. It, it gives my heart joy to talk to him here in the morning after all that kind of stuff. That Louis have you on the floor rolling. I'm telling y'all. And I, I spoke with Minister Howard. Either that was Thursday or Friday, I think, of last week. I spoke with her. And uh, she invited me to come over um, at 8.30. I can't remember if it was power. I, I can't remember right off. And y'all know I got so much, I have to have it in front of me. But anyway, I'm going to hit her back, see what morning she would like to come. And I want to get Sherry Brown, uh, Willie Brown wife, over here one morning so she can explain some things. She just got back from Dubai. I think it was Dubai. And, uh, Oh, they were doing it up over there, all dressed up, going to lunch, banquets, dinners. Oh, it looks so good. So uh, maybe one day we'll get to Dubai. I didn't take my trip yet. I could have took it. I could have went on and took the trip, but I didn't yet. I'm holding on to it. And uh, But eventually I'm going to take my trip. And Sion showed me where uh, I could have went to Amelia Island. There are a couple of them right here locally, not too far. And so I could have been took my trip. So I want to carry some people with me so that they can enjoy too. Because wherever I go, they're going to they treat me, you know, real good. They're going to give me favor. So, you know, I want other people to go so they can have faith and enjoy the good as well as me. Yeah. So, because that trip is right there. I, I promise you, I can take it any time I get ready. Yeah. And I'm good. Hallelujah. So, look. I'm going to one more song of the morning, and uh, the studio is open again. If no one has anything they would like to say, when we come back, I will pray us out, and we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning. Hallelujah, 7 a.m. Eastern Time. Let's go to this one. I like this one.
This is the kind of radio you need. Yes, Jesus is a morning radio. Old radio for real people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, for all the sacrifices you made for us. We thank you, Lord. We give you glory. We give you the honor, Father. And we give you praise. So there's none like him. None like We can search all over. We won't find nobody. Nobody greater than Almighty God who have all the power. All power is on our side today. Yeah. Do you know he's for the good, the bad, and the ugly? Yeah. He's just waiting on the bad and the ugly to come to him. And those that are good, but they haven't fully given him their lives, he, he loves you too. Hallelujah. So we thank him this morning. All right, Louis, you back. You back. In the forecast, when it looks like it's blown over, I'm thankful. 71 degrees here right this second. <laughs> nice and warm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we thank God this morning again for all that has been said and done. We thank him for his word. I thank him for bringing Israel out of Egypt, although they had to wonder. But I thank God for showing us his power. Hallelujah. All the testaments, all the plagues, famines that these people went through, God yet blessed. And so we are thankful unto him this morning. So anyone have anything they would like to say, we have some time. If not, we will pray out. And again, we pray the Lord bring us back tomorrow morning, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, for another episode of Jesus in the Morning. Hallelujah. All right, let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We can't tell you thank you enough. You've done so much for us. Lord, right now, you're blessing us right now. And we give you glory for the right now blessing. Father, we have the youth and activity of limbs, life, health, and strength. We're grateful unto you. And Father, we appreciate you this day. We love you. We love you, Lord. Because it was you who first loved us. You so loved us, you sent your only begotten son. That whoever believe on him won't perish, have everlasting life. And Father, we want everlasting life with you. We want to spend eternity with you. Because wherever you are is holy, it's clean, it's good, it's peaceful, it's joyful. And we thank you this morning. We thank you for our trials. But, Father, the trials come to make us strong. You're not punishing us. You don't hate us. But, Lord, you're educating us on the things we do, your word, and what we are to do. And, Lord, we need instructions. And when we get instructions, Lord, help us to follow your instructions. For you're leading and guiding us into a better place. We thank you today. And, Father, as we depart this morning, we ask, Lord, that you would bless every household represented here. Bless our family. Bless our friends near and far. We ask that you would make ways out of no ways today, open doors for us. Lord, give us your wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. Today, oh God, if it be your will, for Lord, we're seeking you. We're hunger, hungry and we're thirsty for righteousness. Do it for us today in the name of Jesus. For we need you, Lord. We can't make it without you. Without you, Father, we can't do anything. And so and we're asking you, 
Ask and it'll be given. Seek and we'll find. Knock and the door will be open. We're seeking you. We're knocking on your door. Bless us, Lord, with uncommon blessings. Lord, we ask today that that desire that we want, the car, it may be a house or what money, whatever it is, we ask that you would do it for us today in the name of Jesus. And Father, we thank you for it right now. We give you glory and honor and praise, hallelujah, for it right now. Before it even happens, we're lifting you up. We're praising you. We're worshiping you in spirit and in truth. Glory to his majesty. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. We can't thank you enough. And Father, as we depart, again, bless our going out. Bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives and our heart's desires according to your riches and glory by your son, Christ Jesus. We thank you again, Father, for hearing. We thank you for answering. In Jesus' name, amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another in the name of Jesus. Go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus. Give someone something of quality. A scripture, prayer is even quality. Hallelujah. 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 I speak the blessings of Almighty God upon you today, May the 18th, 2023, in Jesus' name. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye, and we're going to our last song of the morning, and um, we just thank God. We just thank God today, for there's none like him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We're going to this little number right here again. All right, it's time to slip. Okay.
Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.